Luke chapter 15, verse 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Right, I want you to stand up and find some space in the room. Come on, stand up. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to give you three situations and I want you to show me what you would do if they happened to you. Okay, ready? Here's the first situation. You have just scored a goal in the last minute for England at Wembley to win the World Cup final. Now, of course, you can substitute England for another country of your choice if that's helpful. But what would you do? Go on, show me. Whoa, brilliant. If it was me, what would I do? Or probably like a knee slide whoa, along the Wembley grass. Or maybe a bit, of a bit of a robot like Peter Crouch. I don't know. Here's the second situation. It's Christmas Day and you find out that your present is going on your dream holiday to the place that you've always wanted to go. What would you do? Let's see. Come on, show me. <laughs> what about me? Well, I'd probably just go around like this and not say much for a while. I'd be speechless. Maybe throw in a few fist bumps. Right, situation number three. Here it is. The news has arrived. The lockdown is finally over and you're allowed to come back to church to see your LCBC family without any threat of the virus. What would you do? Let's see. If it was me, probably the, the tears would start flowing. Happy tears, of course. I might throw a street party. I'd start hugging everyone that I see. It's fair to say that all three situations are a cause for celebration. Right, you can sit down. And with celebration in mind, let's come back to the parable in Luke 15. We have seen God is a father who loves to give. And he is a father who comes to greet. But here's the question I want to ask as we look at the final part of the story. Isn't that enough? After rejecting his father and wasting his gifts, the son decides to come home. His father goes to him, gives him a hug and welcomes him back. Isn't that enough? Surely the father shouldn't do anything more for his son. Welcoming him back is the most you'd expect. And now that he's back home, shouldn't the father begin to show how he's really feeling and set him to work so he can pay him back? Isn't what the father has already done for the son enough? Well, amazingly, the answer we find is no. Let's read again what it says in verse 22. But the father said to his servants, Quick, 
Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. What does the word father equal? Can you remember? Father equals God. So what do we learn here about our heavenly father? We learn that God is a father who shows us grace. Imagine your life is a scale from minus 10 to plus 10. The Bible tells us that just like the son in the story, we have all rejected our heavenly father. We want his stuff, but we don't want him. We don't want anything to do with him. And so we live our own lives, our own way, whatever the consequences. But you see, there are consequences. Because of our sin, we end up here at minus 10, far away from God and separate from his goodness. And the truth is, what we deserve, even though it's hard to hear, is to stay there, to stay separated from God and his goodness forever. But what have we learned about God, our Father, already? While we were still a long way off, God comes to greet us. Even though we deserve to stay separated from him, he doesn't give us what we deserve. He shows us mercy. He brings us to the cross of Jesus and welcomes us back. But that's not the end of the story. Yes, God shows us mercy. He doesn't give us what we do deserve, but he also shows us grace. He then does give us what we don't deserve. In the story, the father so shows his son grace. Even though he doesn't deserve it, his father gives him the best robe, the family ring, sandals for his dirty feet, and a feast to celebrate. And God, our heavenly father, does the same for us. At the cross of Jesus, we're adopted into his family. We're accepted as his sons and daughters. We have full access to God himself. Even though we don't deserve it, we are given the gift of hope. We are given the gift of help. And best of all, we are given the gift of heaven where we will be with our Father forever. Today, on this year's Father's Day, it might be that the last thing you feel like doing is celebrating. Things might just be too hard, too raw, too painful. But please, please know that one day there will be a great celebration. Your heavenly Father is going to throw the best party ever, and you're invited. I wonder, will you be there? If you will trust in Jesus, 
you can be. And if you have trusted in Jesus, you will be. God is a father who loves to give, a father who comes to greet, and a father who shows us grace. Wow. As we finish, I want to give you a chance to respond to what you've heard. First, we're gonna watch a video that pulls together the things we've learned about God our Father. Then some of the LCBC young people will lead us in prayer before we, fit, before we sing sorry, our final song together, Amazing Grace. <laughs>